Well, welcome to another podcast here. It's Steve Hollis and it's Eddie Hammond. And we are at Crossroads Community Church in Sullivan, Indiana. This is July 22nd, uh, 2020. It's been a very interesting year. Um, oh my, yes. I think we're um, we're a little over halfway through it. Um, we don't know what the rest of it's going to hold, but we do know who holds the the rest of it, and that's God. And yeah. we're so thankful for that. Amen. How you doing, Eddie? I'm all right. Well, good. I'm all right. I'm getting there. Good. Well, we've got some exciting news for everybody. We're going to be gathering back together this weekend. We're going to be in the Park and Lake, and it does look like the forecast at this moment. Yeah is giving us the thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, yeah percentage exactly. of rain that day is 10 to 20%. Um, nice, partly cloudy. Uh, 92. 92 so. in the heat of the day. Now, we're going to be there a little bit before that, so we'll be ro- roaming right around 80, 85, I suppose, by the time we're there. So we need to let people know and remind them uh, a couple of a couple things. And you mentioned yeah, some of the chairs. Bring your lawn chairs. Yeah, bring I, your I, lawn I, chairs. We can't assume that yet that... I never thought about it till yesterday. I thought there's some picnic tables sitting around there. It'd be a lot more comfortable in lawn chairs. You can scatter out throughout the shade of the trees. There's a lot of trees there. It's a good thing. Right. It, and we just went there this morning, um, checked it out. It was right at 1015. Um, now, tell them, Eddie, uh, uh, Pastor, what are we going to do at the very beginning there? As people gather, they can set their chairs down and all that. And then we're going to... First thing we're going to do is, uh, is the band's going to sing a song. And then I'm going to have uh, the, the candidates for baptism come up and uh, pray for them and, and ask them a few questions. And then we'll walk down to the water and we'll do the baptism and then come back and uh, have the rest of our celebration time together. So, right, right. So uh, tell them a little bit about where this pavilion, this uh, if some, some that have not been there. Oh, by the way, entrance for the service is free. So come on in. Yeah. Just let them know that you're with Crossroads Community yeah. Church. And uh, you're here for the service, and you'll get in free for that service and come on in. But where is that? Just straight on in. You just go, When you come through the front gate, just go straight, and you'll see it. It's on the right there about, what, not even maybe a block or two up there. It's on the right. You'll see it. It's a wooden pavilion. Right. And, and so it's on the way to the beach. It's on the way to the beach. And then the beach is there real close. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, our service uh, is at 1030 a.m. That's Indiana time. And... and um, we can't wait to uh, see who will be able to uh, would want to venture out and uh, and show up. I'm, we're hoping for a, a real neat crowd that day. Um, going to be a great time, a celebration of getting back together. Um, if you'd like to wear masks that's outside, right. please do. If you don't, that's okay. Um, and uh, we understand there's there's different viewpoints. There's different ways to look at certain things. Um, but I tell you, if we can just respect everybody's distance, um, and and I would say, you know, we we're not we're not the crossroads police. We're not doing that. But we do want you to be safe. sensitive and yeah, safe, safe, and um, sensitive towards others and safe for others and for yourself. And, um, and so we're just gonna have a great time. I'm not gonna uh, sit on that part of it too much. Um, now, if it does rain. We're going to have both services on Sunday, and we're going to be here at Crossroads. So the first service will be at 9, and the second one will be at 1030. But it doesn't look like rain, but you never know what Indiana weather does. So um, if we do come back in here, uh, it's our suggestion that you wear masks. 
those of us on the stage uh, probably won't do much mingling. And when we come down off the stage, we'll have masks on. Yeah, uh, we just want to. We just want to keep keep everybody safe if we can. And I think you know, and I know, like Steve said, there's a lot of different opinions on that. I don't wear a mask for myself. I wear it for those that I love and I care about. That's why I wear right. a mask. So right. take that if what you will. But I'm just telling you my opinion. Right. And so, also, uh, a Sunday, uh, we have some uh, one, two, three. Looks like six young people's getting baptized. So if that be something that uh, is still open, uh, you can even come that morning and we'll do it. So just just let me know. Just let the office know. I'd really appreciate that. Yeah, so. and that number is 812-268-0088. Now, if we do um, get in this weekend for the uh, into the building, um, this is going to be the protocol as far as entrance and exiting. And then the first weekend in August when we're back in the building, this will be the same thing. So this yeah. is I'm just yeah. going to cover that real quick. When you enter in, you're going to be entering in from the east. Now, what that is, if someone is not uh, directionally savvy, uh, that is um, on the courthouse side. So the courthouse is on the other side east. of view, and that's mm -hmm. east. And you're going to enter in walking west, the opposite direction. So anyway, enter into the east doors there. We're going to have greeters um, and welcome you in, welcoming you in. And then the first service will come in and go ahead and take their spots, uh, to, you know, find a find a seat. And uh, what we're going to ask you to do is each family, um, between each family or each individual, leave um, one to two chairs, approximately um, about the six foot margin. And we'll just go, yeah, if you can. And 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 um, again, we're all just going to respect probably every other seat in the balcony unless your family yeah unless your family you can sit uh we'd suggest you'd sit next to each other so um then if you come in at the 10 30 service you'll um be of course greeted into the east doors there and there'll be a kind of a holding pattern until uh we get things disinfected into the theater um cleaned up a little bit and um we will then, around a quarter after 10, start allowing people to go into the theater and the balcony. So once you're there and we, you know, enjoying the service, and then what's going to happen, by the way, at the end of 9 o'clock service and the same thing for the 1030 service is we're going to be entering into the uh, east doors, but we're going to then be exiting uh, through the north doors. Yeah. Those True. are the doors that are by the men's bathroom and down by the stage. And um, here's how we're going to do that. We're going to have the lower section uh, be exiting uh, towards the stage doors and then the balcony coming down the stairs and then being ushered out the doors by uh, the men's bathroom. So, you know what? Um, we're just going to keep reminding you about those things, kind of help guiding you with those things. And uh, we'll just do it for your safety and uh, respecting each other and different ages and all of that. So be patient with us. And as we're um, doing all of that, uh, be patient with one another. It's just going to be a great time to be back together and we can't wait. So that enough of that talk. And uh, uh, we are excited that you're here and listening to us at the podcast today. Uh, we've got some great things to talk about. Um, and uh, let's get started and talking about it, but let's go ahead and have a word of prayer before right. we do. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your love and your protection. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding and directing us. And uh, um, we are comforted 
daily as we um, allow God, allow you to work in our lives. The Holy Spirit, therefore, is then able to work and, and comfort and to protect, to give wisdom. And Jesus, we are so, so glad for your salvation, the gift of salvation. Um, we are just grateful. Thank you, God, for winning time and time and time again. And we give you all this podcast and all the things we say. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, well baseball's real soon. It is. It's coming up uh, in two days. Uh, you're the 24th. They're going to start playing some games. Um, kind of led into your sermon the other yeah, day. Yeah. I started out, of course, much to the chagrin of Cardinal fans, I started out with <laughs> Harry Carey. <laughs> At the end of when Cubs win, Cubs win, Cubs win. I can, you know, you can still hear him, hear him saying that. And, uh, and of course, uh, you know, like I said, I, I started out talking about Harry. It's just too bad that he wasn't around uh, when they won the World Series in, in 16. And my hat's off the Cardinals. They've won 11 World Series, and the Cubs has only won three. But um, uh, it is what it is, you know. When I, uh, <laughs> hey, I think this – here's, here's what i got to say about that. I think that when – of of 2016 equals 10. Well, I think it does, too, because look how long they, you know. You know, uh, 10 not, because of the fact of the 19, suffering. 1908 is the last There's got to be a little bit of something but this is funny. They won two in a row, 1907 and 1908. Yeah, man, they must have been then, super hot. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We got, then we got cursed. It was yeah, cursed. the goat and the, I don't know, the black you cat. Know, the... <laughs> The point is that life, and like we've talked about this year with the the pandemic and and all the, the anarchy almost that's followed the murder of George Floyd, that it, uh, it makes us hopefully makes us draw closer to God. But uh, the fact is, it with all the heartaches and disappointment, it, it's it's a great assurance to know that God God wins in the mm -hmm. end. Mm -hmm. He always wins. And I, I think that's, regardless of what happens, you know, he's gonna, <laughs> he, he's gonna win. And that's just the way it is. You know, when I, uh, I went to Revelation 21.4, sometimes it's hard for us to believe, believe that. Because um, a lot of us has been through different things and different tragedies. Um, we saw how God triumphed in the book of Esther and uh, he will triumph in our lives as well. Uh, what a what a great passage of hope. And he shall wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there shall be no longer any death. There shall be no longer any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. Mm -hmm. And that's our future. You know, that's uh, that's where we're headed. And that's that right. and that was part of the point here about this was the this was the last message in Esther. I should have mentioned that as well. But during, in the future, you know, Satan, uh, he'll be locked up and he won't be able to harass anybody for a while. And uh, that's, that's quite a, a concept with no temptation. And for us forever, there'll be no temptation. That's right. It, it'll be gone. So I, I did, I, I looked there at the, at the last part of Esther and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a song of victory actually. And I talked about Mordecai and how he was promoted to second in command, and how unusual that was because he was a Jew. See, I do believe that 
the situation we have in America today and in the world with prejudice. Prejudice has been around oh, since day one. You know, I was just waiting for that. I felt like the spirit was and beginning to open Satan that up in this conversation. That. That's exactly right. <laughs> some some people, especially the young people, think that this is just. I mean, it's been for a while here in America, and all for you know however many years. You know, um, we've been fighting this racism. Well, okay, all right. Well, we have been, in in a sense, but in the world. I mean, you go right here to Esther, and you look at the Jews. People have hated the Jews since the beginning. Beginning. It's because Jesus it's a, was going to come through that lineage. And mm-hmm. Satan tried everything, and even yeah. back here in Esther. He was yeah. trying to wipe the Jews out. So, you know, you think about the whole concept of good versus evil and Jehovah God versus, versus Satan. He knew that, but Satan's not omniscient. No. He doesn't know God's the only one that's omniscient. He knows everything. Satan doesn't. He, mm-hmm. he only knows certain things. So I suppose in his mind, he thought he could thwart God's plans if he could wipe the Jews completely off the face of the earth. It, uh, you know, you get into to some of the stuff that he did, and, you know, I talk about Job a lot, but that's a... It's almost unsettling to a degree that we think that, that Satan did have enough power that he could go to the throne room of heaven anytime he wanted. Because that's what he did with Job. He was up there and he was trying that with, with God, with Job. So let me have him a while. He'll change his tune. Right. You know, but that, that's another whole story. But nonetheless, with Satan, he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't know that he couldn't do it, but he sure tried to wipe out the Jews and... Uh, and this is an amazing thing with Mordecai, uh, because the Jews were carried into captivity. They were slaves and captives, and here was one of those captives became second in the whole Medo-Persian Empire. So that's God. That's God working. Mm-hmm. From from that lost chapter of Esther, three three principles emerge. Principle one is this: when God wins, the people He uses are often unexpected. <laughs> he picks the least. Of these that, yeah. that we wouldn't think that that he would pick, but right. that's that shows his glory and his power versus man's. You know, uh, you know, it's just who who would have used a harlot or a prostitute to hide Jewish spies? Look at her character mm-hmm. in matter. Who would have used a rebel prophet to spearhead an evangelistic crusade in Nineveh, which was Jonah? He didn't even want to go. He wanted to run away. Who would have used a Pharisee and a persecutor of Christians to pin, pin most of the New Testament and the plant churches? That was Paul. He hated. He hated. Or who would have used a deserter as a foundational rock upon which to build the early church, which was Peter? You know, uh, it's just uh, that was the first principle. Principle two is this when God wins, the qualities he upholds, upholds are usually unpretentious. So when the curtain falls on the last seen in the story of Esther, it comes down on a man who stands center stage in the drama, but who bears the marks of true humility. Mordecai didn't want his name mentioned, didn't want to be seen, didn't want to be noticed, but said he was in favor with the multitude of his kinsmen and sought the good of his people. He didn't, he didn't worry about himself. He worried about others. And that's what Christ wants us to do with us. Philippians 2, 3, and 4 says, do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, 
but with humility of mind let each of you regard one another as more important than himself. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Man, oh man, I wish we could all do that. Right, and I think that that is the, the biggest scheme um, of Satan, of the devil right now, uh, of the evil, that is that it's infiltrated in a way that it sees I need to be self-preserving. I need to um, present myself to get ahead. I need to so that so that I can be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, again, uh, as much as we talked about some of the things in in that are timeless, this is timeless. This talk right here about self selfish oh, yeah, talk it, and selflessness. But yeah, and so and so talking about humbling ourselves. This is the only way, just as Mordecai back in the Old Testament and Esther presented himself, the way the reason why God I, I say, the reason why God uh, ears and, and his eyes, of course he would save the Jews, but but he was able to use Mordecai because of his humbleness, because he gave up of himself to listen to the Spirit as he moved into the heart of Mordecai and yeah. into the into Esther and and this whole drama unfolded. Um, at times here in this present day, uh, we like to talk about the relevancy, of course, um, and how does this pertain to our lives here today. Uh, we must, we must, each individually humble ourselves before the Father, and then from that extension of His grace and mercy, and through Jesus' love, we need to humble ourselves yeah. towards others. And we better watch our tongue, we better watch the way we think, and we better watch the things that, that we post on Facebook and Amen. social media. That's right. If we do not, God, God sees it all. If we do not, He will not use you. He will shut those doors, He'll shut you up. I don't mean to be talking so stinking strict, but I'll tell you, He's not going to put up with it. Yeah. And if we do not humble ourselves as a nation, he's not going to put up with it anymore. And that's scary business. Yeah, it is. It is. And I, we, not looking the negative, but we see ourselves heading down that path. Exactly. And I, I, and so the people of God need to just get in their prayer closets, bow on their knee, and and humble themselves before the Father and say, Father, I surrender to you today. Use me as you would you would want to use me, not how I feel like you're planning to do it, but you just use me, whatever yeah. the door that you want to open, whatever the door you want to close, use me, Father, and and that might be scary. That that that, that talk right there might be scary to some, and say, well, good grief, well, what does that mean? Well, you know what? Just stay close to the Spirit, yeah. humble yourself before the Lord, trust in His. His faithfulness. This is the key to humbling yourself. When we start to think, oh, I can't do that, or I can't surrender, or I can't give up of myself, what takes over is our own mind, our own understanding. Mm-hmm. Two things there. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. He'll do it yeah. for His glory, and He'll be able to use you. And that's the thing. The second thing is what goes back to let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. 
oh Lord, my God, my strength, my deliverer, yeah. my redeemer. And, and this is Psalms 19.14. That was the very first verse I learned. But how it has led me in my life, because it's reminded me, I better watch my tongue. Yeah. I better watch what I think. I don't want Satan to grab or to have a foothold. So therefore, I'm going to bounce away the things that want to try to get in there and take root. Man, catch it and, yeah. and start to practice that habit. Yeah, oh, there you go. I'm stepping off the podium now. <laughs> the third principle is when God wins the message, he honors most office is universal. And it's for the whole world. It's just Amen. not for a few. Mm -hmm. For God so loved the world. But the problem is there's a struggle, futile struggle with God's plan now and then. When the world selects its major players, the criteria are much different. And we know that. They, the rich, the famous, and those with charisma. And, and God, God usually did the most unexpected in his choices that he, his glory could shine through. When the world looks for qualities that will get a big job done, the externals get the nod. Those who dress for success, and the, like I said, the personalities, those are the ones that go up the corporate ladder. When the world arranges its priorities, first and foremost, it looks out for number one. And it's like you said, Steve, the heart of the world is self, self-protection, self-promotion, self-absorption. But we can't, like, we can't let that get the best of us, actually. And, you know, the hope for us in God's time is, uh, it's like, God, yeah, God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, John three sixteen. I, I, you know, I was talking about, and those who believe have eternal life. He didn't put any restrictions, race, class, nothing. He says, all those who believe, you yeah. know. So, in the end, not only does God, God win, but we do too. And it's, you know, uh, back in the day, back in the fifties, and it seems like the fifties, and maybe even part of the sixties. Everything had a happy ending, <laughs> and they lived happily ever after. Mm -hmm. And that, in life, this is the only case where that is really going to be true. Is for believers, those of us that are in Jesus Christ, and we will live happily ever after. Right, and that cannot be changed, because God pretty much has that set in stone. You know, um, there's a security in the understanding of that. Oh my! Um, people uh, are are you know those that are listening now and 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 hearing this and being able to spread um, word of hope. The the fact that we can move forward in present day chaos with Jesus at the for forefront mm -hmm. is beyond understanding to those that don't believe or have not met the Savior. It, it all seems, uh, it, it, it seems scrambled. And even when they hear it, they, they, it, it's, it doesn't make sense. But when, when the gospel and the love of Jesus and the realization that we're not forcing this down your throat this is these are the this is by faith this is the realization in which we know and stand and stand upon the word of god and stand upon the firm foundation of jesus the cornerstone yeah that we can move forward in in that uh in hope and, and understanding and being able to be used you know uh as we do surrender daily 
And as we do say, Father, hum I humble myself before you, use me, then we say, I know whatever I face today, you will be with me. You have gone before me. And because I don't know the future and you do, I'm going to thank you mm -hmm. for the unseen. Amen. You know, and that I ended with this quote. This is a great quote from Philip Yancey. It's in a book entitled, Where's God When It Hurts? God has allied himself with the poor and suffering, establishing a kingdom tilted in their favor, which the rich and the powerful often shun. He has promised supernatural strength to nourish our spirit, even if our physical suffering goes unrelieved. He has joined us. He has hurt and bled and cried and suffered. He has dignified for all time those who suffer by sharing their pain. He is with us now, ministering to us through His Spirit and through members of His body who are commissioned to bear us up and relieve our suffering for the sake of the head. He is waiting, gathering the armies of good. One day He will unleash them. The world will see one last explosion of pain before the full victory is ushered in. Then He will create for us a new incredible world, and pain shall be no more. <laughs> Amen. That Amen. is for sure. That is definitely for sure. Amen. And we we can state that God wins, God wins because He is, which leads right into this one. He is in charge. Exactly. I this mean, is what's coming up this how weekend. We see it. That's it. And regardless of even what happens in the future, we we always have to keep in mind this is all part of God's plan, mm -hmm. even though we don't like it. Yep. Because right. we you know we don't want to read that, but over and over we read in prophecy that. Down toward the end, things are going to get worse. It's it's part of the deal. Yep. But it, it's for us. We we hang in there. You know, we hang in there. Um, I've changed that message. Oh, okay. God changed it. Actually, okay. we'll do this at a later date. Okay. I didn't get you notes for that, and I'm That's sorry okay. about it. Let, let us let us hear it. But I mean, it's it. Uh, and I just did this yesterday. Um, the title well, I love that. God's at work, so that's uh, good stuff. The title of this message uh, for Sunday at the lake is Uncertainty. And it's breaking down the 23rd Psalm is what it is. You know, the issue of unknown, the unsure, unsettled doubt, that's uncertainty. And it causes anxiousness and worry. And uh, I think we're living in uncertain times. And, and that's and that's kind of where I'm going. And the it, I'm talking about the un uncertainty that grinds away on a lot of us. It grinds away. Grain, grinds away means tearing, tearing us into pieces, actually. And I, I, I'm going into, I'm going into uh, to the 23rd Psalm is where I'm going. And uh, you know, we've all felt the pain of uh, grinding, uncertainty, and uh, Psalm 23, and then I'm going to go to Psalm 100 as well. Shout with joy to the Lord, O earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. Go into His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and His faithfulness continues to each generation. And the whole point, I'm talking about sheep and how sheep sometimes aren't very smart. And uh, they need a shepherd. They need somebody to look out for them. John 10, 11 and 14, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for a sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Um, so that's kind of where 
You know, it, it just it, just in that, as you think about, Psalm 23 was written to sheep, yeah. the perspective of sheep. Here's five things about sheep. Sheep lack a sense of direction. They're virtually defenseless. Sheep are easily frightened. Sheep are by nature unclean. They don't lick themselves like cats and dogs. Sheep cannot find food or water. They need to be fed. That's uh, so. And I, I'm not going to. I, I I hope that gives you enough to go on. I guess in a sense, Steve. But yeah. That's kind of where we're going. Well, it, this is this is great because this is the message. When when in in Psalm 23, I shall not lack rest or provision. Why? He makes me lay down in green pastures. I shall not lack peace. Why? He leads me beside quiet waters. I shall not lack restoration or encouragement when I think, fail, or fall. Why? He restores my soul. I shall not lack guidance or fellowship. Why? He guides me in the paths of righteousness. I shall not lack courage when my way is dark. Why? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I shall not lack companionship. Why? For thou art with me. I shall not lack constant comfort. Why? Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I shall not lack protection or honor. Why? Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And that's, I shall not lack power. Why? Thou hast anointed my head with oil. I shall not lack abundance. Why? My cup overflows. I shall not lack perpetual presence. Why? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I shall not lack security. Why? And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David knew those words and he he knew all about shepherds because he was out hanging out with his <laughs> father's sheep in the Judean hills. Right. So that's that's pretty much it. That is uh, that's the message for Sunday. Well, that's 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 perfect. I believe that uh, of course there's reason why God has led you to do that and and um, to focus in on that. Um, it's God is God's way is perfect, mm -hmm. and even though it's confusing at times when we. Uh, when we quiet our soul, isn't that there? There it is, Psalms twenty-three. Yeah. We quiet ourselves, and and he's saying uh, to us as sheep, look, trust me. Uh, trust that I will lead you. Um, trust that even though the way seems steep and the way seems rugged, I will lead we, you. We can't live a life of joy and peace and motivation and guidance and direction without the Good Shepherd. That's right. We, we are like sheep. We, we f walk over cliffs. We get, our, we get allow uh, the, the lion, which is Satan, who prowls around. We allow him to chew on us. Uh, I don't know if anybody listening to this doesn't have any scars mm -hmm. from sin, mm -hmm. mental or physical even. Yeah. We've allowed Satan to drag us off and <laughs> And chew on us, where if we'd have been in the in the, the safekeeping of the good shepherd, he would have protected and run him off. Right. And that's kind of that's kind of the whole uh, perception behind that. And but we get distracted. We get we get. Uh, and this world is is, uh, is easy to do that. Yeah. We get too close to cliffs. If, you know, if too we were close cloistered mud, in a kind of thing. in a monastery or a nunnery, the temptation. It wouldn't be there because all we see is that. All we see is my fellow, our fellow travelers along. You don't have all this, but man, oh man, 
Satan has done such a job to glamorize sin in this world. It's everywhere you look. It's at your fingertips. It, you can't escape it, actually. So you have to learn to overcome it, is the point. Yeah, and, and, and because others are watching, and you, you need to continue to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, Amen. the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you. If, um, uh, as, you as you draw close to him, he will draw close to you. And um, he never leaves us nor forsakes us. His, his, um, his love is boundless. And it, what a wonderful way to uh, wrap up this uh, podcast and, and allowing our thoughts um, to rest in his assurance. Amen. And um, Pastor, I want you to go ahead and lead us out in prayer that way. Lord, we love you. And- we thankful we're thankful lord that we know it in the end that you win but we're not in the end yet and we're here in this earth and we need to survive but we need to do it in the best way possible with your blessing and your guidance and direction so i just pray god right now that we all find ourselves in your care and as we get into talking about this sunday about uncertainty we do live in uncertain times but we don't have to be uncertain in our minds and our hearts we can be certain about you and we're thankful for that so i just pray that you be with these folks lord that uh, uh, you might just give them an extra shot of grace and you might help us to realize lord that that we're not here but but we're here for a purpose and that is to be you in this world because so many people need your touch so help us to be good kids lord and really shine your light in those places where we exist we love you, God. We give you praise and glory. Um, we're just glad that we can get back together. Lord, just keep us safe. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Pastor, for meeting with me here today and uh, once again bringing a podcast that's worthy to be listened to, not because it's us, but because the Holy Spirit has worked through our time of talking. And and uh, we have, we have uh, things that would need to be said in the relevancy of our lives and... Um, and we're not just spatting it out there so that you can, that we're forcing it towards you. We This is relevant to our lives um, and uh, things that we've gone through and continue to go through. And so as your pastors, we need to continue to to move forward and, um, and be careful that we are um, uh, so close, you know, and humbling ourselves and and allowing our Father to speak into our spirit, and um, and that's what we hope that that's um, that you trust us into doing that, yeah. and uh, continue to move forward in the future. So this wraps up another podcast here on July twenty second, and uh, until next week, we'll say goodbye. But thank you so much, and go ahead and and uh, on your phone or on your computer, go ahead and and hit that share button. Find that where you can share the link and. And let others know about what's going on here uh, on a midweek um, and the relevancy that can be impactful into their lives. God bless you, and may the peace of God just reassure you that He is in Amen. charge. Amen. All right. Well, until next time, goodbye. <laughs>